take charge of your leadership development. Join our How to Take the Lead Substack community for bonus materials, exclusive content, and discussions that will challenge and change the way you lead. Visit howtotakethelead.com to find out more. I'm already in my head going, what if somebody tells you're a Twix or one of those chocolate bars where it's two bars in one packet? Because is yeah. that some sort of split personality type leadership? I don't it, know. This is so interesting. Mean... You're listening to How to Take the Lead with Lee Griffith and Carrie-Anne Wade. Two corporate colleagues turned business besties who question everything we've ever learned about leadership. What started with us putting the world to rights over a gin after work is now a weekly show challenging the myths and perceptions and exploring what leadership looks like in the modern day. We'll also be sharing our experiences and stories along the way. You can find our show notes at howtotakethelead.com. Hit subscribe to receive new episodes every Thursday. Plus, we'd love for you to rate or leave a review of the show. And please share your thoughts and stories on the topics we cover using the hashtag howtotakethelead. Hello and welcome to episode six of How to Take the Lead. We are currently sat in our respective offices bemoaning... (laughs) The weather, as you do, because we're British. I'm sure on one episode, I was moaning about the fact that the weather was horrible, not warm enough. And now I'm honestly the opposite way. It's like being in a sauna. Yes, I love, I absolutely love British summertime. It is my favourite time of the year. But my house is normally cold. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. It wasn't until I locked myself in this office that I realised that was not the right fashion move for today. (laughs) See, I'm more of an autumn winter girl. I like a cosy jumper. But anyway, that's a whole other episode, probably. It's all part of our personal brand, though, isn't it? And that's the topic we want to tackle today. It is. And we've talked a bit about clothing before, but today's focus is on personal branding and how much attention you should be paying to it as a leader. And this is something that I've been having quite a lot of conversations with people about. I run a workshop a few weeks ago with a group of NHS senior leaders and I've been talking a lot to people on my social media and in the real life world about the concept of branding and personal branding and it strikes me that it's feels like quite a relatively new concept in the leadership world that people are now starting to cotton on to. Some people think it's a really gross yucky thing but the fact of the matter is it's not new We all have a personal brand. We always have done. And whether you like the term or you don't like the term, you can't get away from the fact that you have a personal brand. It's just never perhaps had that name before. I look at personal brand as it being your reputation, really. And perhaps that's the phrase that we would have traditionally used many years ago. It's what you say and what you do. It's how other people perceive you. So for me, I think as a leader, it's absolutely right that you have that awareness and work on the development of your brand. Carrie Ann, I don't know whether you've had much awareness or considered your personal brand as you've progressed in your career. So you took the word right out of my mouth, Lee. Oh, sorry. Because, no, no, it's all it's good because we're aligned in our thinking, which is nice, isn't it? So, so yeah, I would say in uh, earlier on in my career, I probably was aware of it, but I probably didn't refer to it or think about it as my personal brand. If I'm yeah. honest with you, I think I was more aware of my reputation, so my sort of personal and professional reputation Mm. within my field within my organization with my peers and I think for me it was definitely more about how am I being perceived am I demonstrating 
what I'm good at, what I'm skilled at, how am I communicating and sharing that with other people and showing other people what I'm about and what I can do. And I guess for me, you talked about progressing through your career. Do you become aware of having a personal brand? And probably for me, the first time I was really thinking about my personal reputation, professional reputation, was probably when I started to go for promotions. And so that's probably the point in time where I considered it more. So it's not to say that I didn't have one, because as you said, I think as individuals, we all have a personal brand we perceived in certain ways. But I think that for me was probably when I first started to proactively think about my reputation or my personal brand. And I think what really started to shine a light on it more for me was when I was going for promotions within the same team and organization because I think what shone a light on my reputation and how I was perceived for me was how I negotiated and worked around and worked with colleagues who perhaps perceived me in my former role Mm. and then I would get a promotion and then it's like repositioning yourself you in terms to reset, of, yeah, yeah it's a, a bit of a reset. So there's obviously all the bits about you that are your values, your behaviours that are true to you. But there is something about having to consciously think about how am I positioning myself here? Because actually everyone at that point in my career that I worked with saw me in, as me in a certain role. And so it challenged me to work differently and think differently, I think, about my my let's call it brand now because that's what we're talking about my brand in terms of how I wanted to be perceived in this new role in the organization and I think that probably now I've progressed in my career and and worked in lots of other places I think that's feels slightly more challenging to do than when you're a new person going into a new place I think that reset when you're already somewhere perhaps feels a little bit more difficult but yeah, yeah I don't know what your experience has been Lee, in terms of your career progression and personal brand? Yeah, I would say mine's been pretty similar to you in the sense of I certainly brought more awareness to my own brand at the point that I was considering my positioning within an organisation for a promotion or moving to a new organisation. But I've always had a real interest in how people position themselves and I used to read well I still do read lots of history books entertainment books politics books and you see how different celebrities were made and I'm cringing when you're using that term celebrity (laughs) well I don't think they're perhaps the right words because I don't necessarily see people some of these people I'm thinking of as celebrities per se but it's that sense of how people step into what it is they want to be known for and obviously it goes all the way back to early Hollywood years and you think about people people who renamed themselves Marilyn Monroe is just one example that comes to mind had a completely different name John Wayne different name so they really thought about what their personal brand was so it's always been something that's quite interesting to me and I think again if you look at nowadays with social media that's almost redefined what people are known for and how they become known. And obviously we're looking at it through, I'm talking about it now, through the lens of celebrity, but that doesn't mean it doesn't translate into that idea of anybody being really conscious of who they are and what they stand for and what they want others to know about them. 
And I think when I moved into more senior leadership roles, I started to more actively work on that with other leaders. It wasn't just about my own personal brand, but it was about helping leaders work on their own leadership strategies. And you would naturally end up covering things about their personal brand. So it was a really subtle shift, I would say, into my psyche of what branding was and that leadership brand but something I find absolutely fascinating I always say when I work with leaders that it is as you say that personal brands the thing that makes you stand out to employers if you're going for a new job it's also what helps you to connect with your staff or your stakeholders and take them on that journey with you so I do believe that there are real tangible benefits of knowing and nurturing your personal brand but I was going to ask you how seriously do you think leaders should be taking their personal brand I think super seriously you've touched on some of the reasons why but for me it's about how you build trust how you engage Mm. with key stakeholders as a leader we talk about this a lot don't we on how to take the lead around a lot of what we do as leaders is about relationships the relationships that we build the relationships that we want to have the ones we need to nurture so for me I think your personal brand as a leader has a really big impact on that because actually how people perceive you will impact and influence how much they trust you how much they want to engage with you as a leader I think it's interesting you talked about recruitment as well I think that you talked about recruitment from people recruiting you but I also Mm. think as a leader in an organization your personal brand can have an impact on who wants to come and work for your organization and the recruitment of people into your team and organization because you can find that people really express a desire to want to work with certain leaders because of the reputation and the brand that they've got and that can be a real influence and a real draw for people to want to go and work somewhere where there's a particular leader and I guess on the flip side those people whose personal brands don't resonate so much with people as a reason for somebody to choose not to go and work somewhere so I think really seriously I think that there's so many different facets to this and so many different impacts that I think it would be silly not to consider and not to take your personal brand seriously as a leader. And I'm sure we might touch on this a bit later in the conversation. But the point she made earlier about social media, I think that's really interesting because I think that can have a real impact in terms of your brand as a leader and how you want to come across and how people find stuff out about you and what you stand for but I expect we'll get on to that in a bit Lee. I read a report recently that was really interesting and it said that something like 70% of VEs, this is in the UK, believe that CEO reputation is an important retention factor so for them to stay in an organisation as you've just said and almost half of staff look at a chief executive's social media account when they're considering joining a company. So you're completely right on that fact. I, I think it's an amazing, it's amazingly undervalued part of your brand yeah. and reputation completely. Absolutely. And I think we all do the Google search, don't we, when we're g- going for mm. new jobs or when we're recruiting people into our teams, we look them up, find out a bit more about them. And I think probably individuals would think it was quite unusual for senior leaders in organizations particularly ones with high profile 
not to have a presence on some of these social media yeah. platforms. But I think we've touched on this in other episodes about some of the perils and pitfalls of how you represent yourself on social media and how you use it. So I think that opens up, like you say, a whole other dynamic when we're thinking about leadership brand. Yeah, I think the more savvy of leaders understand that point about having awareness and working on all the assets that form part of their personal brand and that they recognise that it's an important part of their role, it's an important way to build connection, it helps to differentiate them from other people. And I think some people, and we're not saying you have to work on your personal brand because your personal brand's working for you, whether you're aware of it or not. But I think it's about the savviness and the message it shows if you're not leaning into some of that. I think that's a really good insight though, Lee, because I'm sure there would be some people out there who, until you've said that, perhaps haven't quite twigged that exactly as you've said, your personal brand is out there working for you, whether you're nurturing it and loving it and developing it or not. And I think sometimes when you have that discussion with senior leaders, people look a bit frightened, (laughs) like they hadn't quite realised that, oh, actually, I already have a personal brand, whether I'm actively working on it or talking about it or whatever. So I think that can be an eye opener, I think, for leaders to realise that. And I think those who tend to shy away from the, the B word or want to even get into the discussions, it tends to stem from quite a common criticism that I hear is that people feel really uncomfortable with positioning themselves as a brand. It can seem quite a manipulative move to make. That notion of I need to create a false identity or a narrative about who I am in order for me to achieve what it is I want to achieve. And I think that's BS, really. Mm. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm already chomping at the bit about that. And I'm going to get on my soapbox about this. False identities, creating a new narrative. Oh, my God, I'm going to lose the plot in a minute. (laughs) I know, but some people do think that. And I do think, to be fair to them, that there are people and industries that give personal brand a poor name if you look at our beloved prime minister and the caricature he's created of himself over oh the if years. only the listeners could have seen your face then lee <laughs> <laughs> but even that term spin doctor the people who've created those celebrity images over the years but i don't think either of us is sitting on this podcast and saying to people listening to it that's what you need no, to do that no. isn't what we're about we i definitely don't agree with the approach i know you're nodding in agreement vigorously (laughs) um i think people are starting to get wise to that but then that does bring that element of distrust in because there is greater awareness of some of those manipulative techniques that people can use particularly with social media so i don't think we're here going you need to be something you're not for me it's more about bringing awareness to who you are and what you offer but I'm going to unleash you on your <laughs> Oh, yeah. And that's the thing for me, isn't it? And again, it's a, it is one of the strong themes in how to take the lead and something that we talk about together, separately, just about that leaders needing to be authentic and acting with integrity. So we are absolutely not, when we're talking about leadership brand, talking about creating some sort of new identity for yourself or a social media account where you post stuff that's not, like you say, not entirely... Uh, factual and more fiction that's 
absolutely the opposite of what we're trying to express here. I think we're definitely talking about utilising the channels and the methods that you've got available to you just to show up and demonstrate who you are and what you're about and what you stand for. What are your values as a leader? What's your vision as a leader? What is it that you're doing to help other people in your leadership role? What are you all about? So it's the integrity and the authenticity piece for me that's really important because I, d- I think I've said this before. I don't believe that we t- turn up to work at eight o'clock or whatever time we turn up to work and we're at a completely different person. We're fully fledged, rounded individuals and actually our experiences outside of work life will have as much impact on the way that we lead as our experiences in work. So I think it's For me, it's more about getting comfortable communicating some of that with the people that matter. And you're communicating it to those people who you are trying to build trusted relationships with to support you to lead. That's probably how I feel about it. At Cats Pajamas, we empower brilliant communications professionals to grow and thrive in their careers through mentoring, collaboration and community. If you'd like to find out more or subscribe to our newsletter, you can visit www.cats-pajamas.co.uk where you can even book your free 30-minute discovery call. I'm so passionate about helping comms pros to grow and thrive and I'm really looking forward to working with you. Hi there, if you're enjoying this episode of How to Take the Lead, please hit subscribe and go leave a review or a rating. We'd also love to hear your stories and thoughts on today's topic. Please DM us, our links are in the show notes, or tag us into your socials using the hashtag how to take the lead. I think if you look at what are the components that make up personal brand, taking it right back to the beginning, I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head in terms of it's your vision, your values. It's for me, it's that expertise. So what are you known for? It's how you position yourself. And that is, for me, having true clarity and knowing who your audience is. That's not about trying to pretend to be something different. It's about going, I know who I'm talking to and what they want to hear from me. And I'm going to answer the things that are important to them. So that's what I mean by positioning. I think it's your how your personality and your tone of voice and all of that comes across and knowing am I going to be a sweary Mary or am I going to be <laughs> a prim Pamela I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think what the opposite of a sweary Mary might be <laughs> but all of those things make up your brand and then as you say it's how you communicate that and engage with people and so I do think it is about awareness and enhancing what you've got for other people but there is an intentionality about it as well so I always say your personal brand is part and parcel of a broader strategy that you're working on as a leader so the elements of your brand that you might want to elevate and illustrate might change depending on what your ultimate goal is. I talk to people about having a personal brand statement, for example. How can they quickly explain who they are, what they offer, not just what their job title is, which is what people often go to when they introduce themselves. And the positioning of yourself might be really different if you're going for a new job, say, than if you're leading a takeover. So I think that there is a strategy and intention in how you nurture and build your brand 
but it comes from a part of knowing yourself if that makes sense yeah absolutely and I think there's something you're listening to what you're saying there around the sort of nuances you are the person that you are you've got skills the experience that you've got all the unique things that you bring but like you say I think it's probably when we use words like positioning that those people who are a bit fearful and a bit like oh no this isn't for me that's probably when they start to think oh we're manipulating things and actually we're not are we when we're talking about positioning we're talking about how do you have to show up in different circumstances and you're quite right going for a new job you would position yourself completely differently from a much more sensitive sort of takeover or merger situation and I think just as a leader it's about understanding how you adapt the way in which you position yourself but not what you stand for potentially No, no, completely. So if someone's listening and they're going, I need to do something with my brand, <laughs> where do you start if you're if you're starting that work on what's what's my leadership brand? I think there's definitely something for me around that clarity piece about your vision and your values and understanding what your values mm. actually are. And there are quite a lot of really good exercises out there that people can get, even if you just look online, around how to start thinking about your core values and how you might articulate those. Because I think if you haven't thought about that before, that can feel like a bit of a strange exercise to do. But taking that time to reflect on that. And some of that, you're just looking through lists of like descriptive words and picking mm. the ones that you think most resonate with what you stand for and what your sort of core beliefs and values are can really help you start to think about okay who am I as a person what do I stand for and I think there's also something in that piece around maybe asking some other people as well if you've got a trusted network of people and you're really new to this and you're thinking I I don't know what it means to think about my brand what am I all about what are my unique things that I bring sometimes that can be quite difficult to do for yourself because Mm. it feels a bit awkward and a bit cringy and actually it's back to the leadership superpowers isn't it that we were talking about some of the things that you're really good at just for you is every day this is just how I operate and it sometimes takes another person to help identify for you that actually that's different and unique to you so I think don't be afraid to work with your network to do some of that reflection piece and start thinking about how you are perceived as a leader I completely agree. I do this a lot in workshops and stuff that I do. And I get them to do quite a fun exercise, which is to ask other people what chocolate bar they'd be or who would play them in a movie. Oh my God, the chocolate bar. I love that one. But it sounds like a stupid question, but actually it throws up some really interesting insights that you wouldn't get if you simply ask someone, what are my strengths and weaknesses? I love it. Because they have to explain why they think you're a... I'm already in my head going, what if somebody tells you're a Twix or one of those chocolate bars where it's two bars in one packet? Because is that some sort of split personality type leadership? I don't know. This is so interesting. You've got a hard layer and a soft middle or something. (laughs) (laughs) This is excellent. I'm loving this. So, yeah, you ask something that is a non-attributable thing to you. So it could be breakfast cereal if you don't eat chocolate. It could be who's going to play me in a Hollywood version of my life? It's a fun question. You'll be amazed by the answers you've just got to not take offence to the answers. If you don't like what people say, you have to be open to it, isn't it? And that's part of your leadership journey. But I'm going to ask listeners to the podcast to maybe across their socials or wherever, maybe leave a few comments about which chocolate bars they think you and I are, based on what they've heard on the podcast. (laughs) Are we brave enough to hear the answers, Lee? 
If you don't say I'm a Tony's Chocolate Only, I'm going to be very... <laughs> I'm going to be really grateful. See, that you've got to be open to the feedback. <laughs> yeah, it's all coming from a place of growth and development. <laughs> so I think having that, you can make it fun. It doesn't need to be the usual type of questions, but it can bring a lot of insight. I also think that there's that self-reflection piece that you need to do. What do I want to be known for? What are other people saying about me? What am I passionate about and where does that mean I want to go in my career? How do I want to make people feel when they interact with me? Are all really important questions you could ask yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really helpful. And I think that has to be where it starts, doesn't it? That reflection piece to really get you in the right frame of mind to think about your personal brand and how people are perceiving you versus how you maybe hoped you were being perceived and it might throw up some really interesting things for you to consider and think about. Yeah. Now, we've seen those leaders who feel like they might need to reinvent themselves, maybe worried about what their brand is or they don't like how people have perceived them when they've done their little exercises or whatever. What can you actually do if you're in that position going, this isn't who I want people to think I am? Where do you go? (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good question, Lee, and I've been pondering over this in terms of what advice I would give. And I can only give advice from my own experience on this one. And I feel like an opportunity for me to think differently about how I'm perceived as a leader was setting up my own business alongside Mm -hmm. having my role as a leader in an NHS organisation. And I think for me, that did throw up some challenges as well as opportunity. And I had to work through those challenges first in terms of I was a bit fearful of like, what will people in my day job think of me? Now I've decided that I want to set up a small business and mentor comms professionals. But I think that also came with an opportunity for me to reflect on the fact that I still stand for the same things. My values are still Mm. the same. So I'll use one of my strong core beliefs and values is around collaboration. And actually, I do that a lot in my leadership role in my day job, but also in my business there was an opportunity to do something around that as well which might be slightly different so for me it was less about being a different person but more about thinking that point you made earlier about where am I positioning myself am I talking to a different group of people here that need maybe to see a different nuance to what I'm talking about and how I'm talking about it where I'm putting those messages but actually fundamentally everything that I stand for is still the same I'm just using them in a different space and a different sort of sphere so there's Mm. a slightly different take on it but actually that's more about messaging and audience than it is about my leadership brand so I'm not entirely sure if that answered your question if I'm honestly because for me there was something about fundamentally I think it's quite difficult to change your values and and what you stand for so I think it would be probably quite hard to just become a different leader if that makes sense I don't think you can completely change who you are you're right in that sense I think your personality is what it is but your behaviors you can work on so if someone has said oh you're a bit loud and overbearing if you're an extrovert you're not going to change the fact you're an extrovert But you can work on the loud and overbearing bit because you can work on your listening skills. You can demonstrate how you're listening to people and so people can feel like they are being heard. You can 
learn ways to catch yourself if you think you're going to jump in and talk over someone these aren't perhaps overnight fixes and will be really uncomfortable for you if there are particular traits that you do need to work on but completely worth it because it's going to boost your connection and that kind of stuff so I think that reflection piece is really important and linking back to the bigger goal as well so I do a lot of work with leaders who I don't know then they've been known as one type of leader doing one type of thing and they're ready for the next stage in their career and a bit like you with setting up your your cat's pajamas business they're like how do I move into this space and not completely forget the legacy that I've got but utilize the best bits of that legacy that's going to serve me for what I want to do so that I don't just forever get known as being that person so I think there's two different types of ways depending on what you so it's there's a kind of goal-driven brand and then there's that I've had feedback about certain behaviors that are forming people's opinions of my brand that I could work on I love that. It's like the modification around the behaviours piece, I think, is a brilliant piece of advice, Lee. And then, yeah, that goal-driven bit as well, If, like you say, coming from a slightly different place. I think when you said that, there was a bit for me about really understanding your story as mm-hmm. well. So like you said, you don't lose the legacy of everything that's come before in terms of your leadership journey. You build on that and you take the best bits of that and take that into the next space the next step that you're moving into but I think that probably would be one of my thoughts about what you might want to do as a leader is actually really understand your story and where you've come from and what's shaped how you are today because I think that can be really powerful in terms of how you resonate with other people if you're ever speaking about your leadership position your leadership journey yeah and I would just add that it's really important for people to remind themselves and remember this isn't about getting people to like you so if you get what you perceive to be negative feedback or you feel you're being perceived in a way that you don't like this isn't about trying to change it in a way that everybody suddenly likes you leadership isn't a personality contest you're never going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's something you just need to deal with if you try and be friends with everyone and try and position yourself as everyone's got to like me it's going to impact your judgment it's going to impact your decision making it's going to put people off of you so be really clear of your motivations behind why you want to change or reposition your brand as well oh excellent excellent advice I think you're absolutely right with that it's not about everyone liking you and if that's what you think as a leader then I think you've probably missed the point yeah completely so we are coming to the end there's just time for our how-to section which is a bit of a roundup of things we've learned in this episode so Carrie-Anne what's your how-to build a leadership brand I think my biggest how-to tip would be that piece around vision and values and Mm. really trying to spend that time reflecting and getting clarity on particularly your values because I think your values drive your behaviors completely for me it would be if there's exercises out there that help you do that great if you need to ask for some feedback from others do that too but just I don't think we spend enough time as individuals thinking of what are our values because I think that will help you position yourself and think about how you want to come across as a leader so that would be my top tip how about you perfect very similar I absolutely think vision values 
making sure you're linked to your bigger picture is really important and you need to do that through the reflection and by working on it a simple exercise what's your brand statement how do you explain who you are and what you do in in one sentence is a really great starting point to make you think actually who am I what is it I do what do I offer that it, it sounds really simple but actually it's really hard Definitely. Brilliant. Brilliant tip. Thank you, Lee. I'm thinking, I, I feel like I might have to go and revisit my personal brand statement just to get perfect clarity <laughs> on what I'm all about. Anyway, that's it. That's a wrap. End of episode. We will be back again in your inbox of choice next week. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to next week's conversation already. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you're the first to receive new episodes when they drop every Thursday. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you would rate it or leave a review. And let us know your thoughts and own experiences. Get in touch with either of us on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram. Or use the hashtag how to take the lead. Until next week, get out there and take the lead.